What's shaking YouTube and I welcome to Lords the Lombox presents the cover price comic book comic shakers Shake of the it. week, commonly known as the Oferless, although I think that people got a good chance on this week list. Today is the Aaron Go Bra yeah. list. No, I think there's yeah. maybe a couple. couple. There are some uh, sticker shock that I got I've seen on these mm -hmm. uh, you know, you know, and uh Apparently, I don't know anything about what modern comics uh, fair market value is because I was on uh, a nearing Nirvana. Nana. Shout out to all the girls over there, Laura. It was a fun show to watch. Yeah, he um, been out into my community page. Yeah, it was a great time, man. Just talking, you know, you know, uh, you know, talking to uh, females about comic books. You know, they're just like us, man. They like grading, slabbing, and talking yeah. about stuff too. But but awesome. before, since it is Women's History Month, you guys know what you want, right? Come on. <laughs> Try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. And if it get an attitude, pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. Pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don and the whole Because I got it going on. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. Go shorty, it's your birthday. We gon' party like it's your birthday. Get your damn hands up. The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme, often eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful, it's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat. I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats. Lump of some like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind ya. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths. Hanging out in Rafa's new crib come with the verses. Yeah. What chicken YouTube and I? It's you know we had it though. It's tomorrow's Friday, so we have to throw in Freestyle Friday. We got it throwing Jimmy Woo dropping bars. Speaking of dropping bars, Dark Side Jedi, say what's up. Hey, 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 everybody! Thursday night at Shakers List. Happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Hopefully you're all being safe and sound. 
And hey, I am ready to get into this list. It yeah, like a fun speaking one of safe and sound, JB, same as good to the people. Man, how you doing, everybody? And welcome to another fantastic show we've got lined up for you tonight. Wait till you see the list we are going to throw down. And remember, if you're having a good time, hit the thumbs up. And last minute throw on on the green shirt is my man Gabe loves nineties comics. Gabe, what's good? What's good to the people? Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome into the show. Great show today. Going to have a ton of fun. Uh, I fell down a uh, Transformers hole. If anybody remembers the Dreamwave Transformers, yes. Who was, the Asian, who was the Asian uh, artist that did the uh, artwork on that? Uh, it was like a, almost Lee. an anime. Pat Lee, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, why do you put in air, air quotes? Most of that stuff was ghosted by other uh, artists. Ah, oh. okay. So yeah, so happy St. Patty's Day. I don't have my Guinness, but everybody should have a Guinness. And to all my uh, Irish friends out there, let me say happy St. Patrick's Day to you. And Shucky Arla, which is Gaelic for our day will come. Uh, Irish people will understand that. I used to work with some uh, a team of Irish developers that came to the U.S., and the rumors are true. Yes, they can drink. Um, <laughs> interesting story is when we used to go to the bar, they would order Budweiser. Because in Ireland, Budweiser costs a lot of money because it's an import. And but it's like it's like two times stronger than, you know, what because what we kind of consider beer before it's malt liquor. The Irish version of Budweiser is stronger. So I'm sitting there and you know, they're dropping out Budweiser. It's like, I'll get a Guinness. I go, ah, forget your Guinness. We're gonna have a wee bit of a Budweiser. If, if you speak Irish, everything sounds like a question. That's my best. I'm sorry. But once again, this is the cover price. How book shakers are the list brought to your friends over price guide. Uh, cover price for your price guides, collections, and trends. The shakers, movers, and the daily top 10 list that we do on every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Pacific. Also by our friends over at Key Collectibles for all your for all your facilitating, signature, pressing, and cleaning needs. Hit them up on Facebook.com forward slash Key Collectibles or Instagram.com Key Collectibles. Also, of course, the show is sponsored by our friends at KarisComics.com. Go to Karis.com use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off this bad boy that drops yeah, tomorrow. That. So Hulk cool. number six, the RZA variant. And tomorrow at noon, noon Eastern, nine pacific this bad boy drops this is still available too by the way this didn't sell out uh and this is still available the only one that did sell out was a clayton crane moon knight variant which sold out but mm. you can still get those but uh, i have a feeling this will be hot tomorrow and uh look at that Matt man was nice enough to create a uh, a green uh list for a uh, green shakers uh, uh placard for us huh? how you like that anyway um so this list comes from cover rest focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on their da daily exclusive shakers list this list changes several times a day, so make sure you check it out to review some of the hottest trending books on the market, which we will do after we go off this 10 that we have right here that are in alphabetical order. So let's start off with the first offer of the day. Who do we got for number one? This uh, this brings back memories of, uh, of a little kid eating at the Big Boy restaurant, because right. shaker number one this week is The Adventures of Big Boy number one from West Comics. Uh, and this is from Marvel, 1956. Founded by Bob Wayne in Southern California in 1936, Bob's Big Boy grew into an American staple across the country. Its hamburger icon, Big Boy, proudly stood in front of each, each restaurant in all of his fiberglass glory, enticing the public to choose the restaurant for their meal. However, Big Boy wasn't always the mascot. It wasn't until a WB animator named Ben Washam sat down for a meal and ended up sketching a caricature of a young boy named Richard Woodruff who worked at the first burger stand, Bob's Pantry. Seeing the sketch, Wayne instantly made it his mascot and also renamed the figure or the feature restaurants as Bob's Big Boys. 20 years after his creation, Big Boy was turned into a comic book under Marvel's predecessor, Timely Comics. This first issue featuring a first comic appearance of Big Boy was written by Stan the Man Lee and wow. drawn by Bill Everett. That's the uh, Daredevil team. Um, with Stan writing the series until 1961, no wonder he wanted to quit Marvel at the time, <laughs> writing Bob's Big Boy's comics. Uh, the first issue was originally commissioned to give kids something to entertain themselves and give the comics out for free. It was so successful that it quickly became ongoing and turned into one of the longest running comic book series of all time with over 500 issues. 
and a print run height of 1.25 million in 1980. This was a decade before any Marvel superheroes or image comic could even fathom such a high number. In the in the in the midst of the horror and war-based books at the time, this was a breath of fresh air for parents wanting to provide their children with fun and wholesome stories. This West version of the Adventures of Bob Big Boy number one is very tough to find. Hence, his high raw sale this week of five hundred and seventy-two dollars. And yes, there is an East variant that features a blonde version of Big Boy, which is tougher to find. Bob oh. Wayne's first franchise, David franchisee David Frisch, took the Big Boy design and made him slimmer with blonde reddish hair until the late 60s. This was the version that all East Coast Bob Big Boy's guests would see. Flash forward to 2022, now just called Big Boy, there are still 69 dudes locations <laughs> across the country that delivered that fun nostalgia <laughs> feeling. But all this said, when out there hunting, don't overlook these early big boy comics. They definitely have an aftermarket demand. And wow. this is why I, we come to the Shakers list because I crazy. would have never even known this book was a thing. Yeah. As a kid, I remember the giant uh, big boy statue yep. in front of the restaurants. I didn't know that uh, they were nationwide. I mean, um, it's like uh, it's similar. You ever uh, like Carl's Jr. on in California is called something different on the West East Coast. It's called Hardee's. I, Hardee's. It's called Hardee's. Hardee's. It's weird, right? So like that, that kind of makes me think of this because you know, big boy back there, have blonde hair, and a big boy here. There's fact, a lot of that. Inter- checkers interesting and rallies and I don't know, interesting yes, fact checkers and rallies about big boy. Big Boy is the one that launched Funko. Um, the first ever Funko, I believe, was a Big Boy Funko Pop, um, and it wasn't even called a Funko Pop back then. But if there's a, there was a documentary about um, Funko, and they talk about it. the first one they ever made was one a Big Boy, and that one goes for huge money. If you're, it's not even they would, didn't even have like the Funko label on it, but they just created it from it. And then if you think about it now. They're huge. Uh, so they're called Shonies in the East Coast in Virginia. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Uh, you know, Big Boy is kind of goes the way of the A&W restaurants. Remember those? The A&W uh, restaurants yeah. that you used to have? I mean, yeah. Yeah. You barely ever see them anymore, man. It's But, uh, man, I remember man, the giant statue of Big Boy when I was a kid, man. That's some yeah. nostalgia for you. So The Adventures of Big Boy, number one from 1956, over $572. If you ever run across the original Funko Pop, just buy it. It is worth a lot of money if you think how big the Funko uh, universe is. I'm pretty sure it's a big boy Funko pop. Uh, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a documentary about it. I'm on Funko on Netflix. Go peep it out. All right, what do we got up next? This is Black Panther number three, Torrin Clark 1 in 25 variant. When Bleeding Cool mentioned that uh, internal Marvel conversations were calling Tosin Adoye the next Miles Morales, it sent his first appearance to the stratosphere. The first 9.8 of this 1 and 25 variant by Torrent Clark hit eBay this week and sold for a massive $1,400. While it took 10 <laughs> years for Miles to become a $1,000 book in a 9.8, it took Tosin a mere two months. And this is with just one appearance so far. We have yet to see a second appearance, though we're all eagerly awaiting Black Panther number 5 on April 13th to see if he can live up to this initial hype. This, this is isn't, this isn't even the, this isn't even the biggest sticker shock that's on this list. But to th- but this crazy. brand new book, this is like just two months ago. I mean, you know, without it's any two thousand twenties, man. I mean, really, it's I mean, crazy. it was it's the roaring twenties. I mean, it just goes to the power of you know, like a website. Bleeding Cool said, you know, this is the next Miles Morales. I don't know about that. Miles Morales, you know, the, the Spider-Man world is a lot bigger than a Black Panther world. And Spider-Man, you know, Miles Morales made a splash when he came into it. You don't really hear too much about it. But damn it. I, that's right. I have FOMO. But if anybody wants to send me a copy, but damn, uh-huh. damn. I, know, and I, I saw this on the shelf, too, and I didn't even think anything of it. I was like, the, the real crazy thing about this is um, everybody in the chat, raise your hand if you have books at CGC for longer than six months. 
and this thing came back and it's only been out for like less than a month. <laughs> That's the amazing part about this. Is yeah, you, you see, you see you, turnaround you, time on this. You send it off as a fucking fifty dollar book, boom, it comes back a fourteen hundred dollar book. You know, you know. Then there's the opposite of when it takes too long and the book drops in price. That's even that's the worst part of you know is the CGC delays. But uh, there you go, man. Black Panther number three, Torrin Clark, one in twenty five variant, first appearance of Tosin. I'm pretty sure that's how you say his name. Graded a nine point eight, so fourteen hundred dollars. But that ain't even the most shocking prices on here. We're gonna get to those, man. But uh, what do we got up next? All right. Well, up next we've got Deadpool. Merc with a Mouth, issue number seven, Rob Liefeld's third print, originally published in 2010. Now, we covered this rare third print back in October of 2021 when a CGC 9.8 sold for 750 bucks. Well, this third print uh, is the first appearance of Lady Deadpool sold for a new raw high of $300 this week. It also features the first appearance of the Deadpool Kid and Major Deadpool. With Deadpool finally happening in the MCU, it's recently found its director in Sean Levy, who Ryan Reynolds has worked with with Free Guy and Adam Project. There's a little more hope in seeing Deadpool's personal Deadpool-based team called the Deadpool Corps, including Lady Deadpool, a.k.a. Wanda Wilson. She's an interesting character who's an alternate version of Wade in another universe, so she doesn't seem to be just a tongue-in-cheek version of Deadpool. Now, keep an eye out for the other team members as well. Headpool, whose first <laughs> appearance is in Marvel Zombies issue number three, though many feel his true first is also Mark with a Mouth number seven. Dogpool, who first appeared in Deadpool Kills Deadpool issue number one. And Kidpool, who first appeared in Prelude to Deadpool Cores issue number one. I have none of these. Is Headpool the one that was just a head inside of a jar? Uh, is is that? What, I have what, no idea. Is that what that is? Kind of like cool. in What If when you saw um uh what's his name's head in a jar? Um, I'm I'm trying to think if that was is the the Headpool version, but um his feet have gotten a little bit better, right? I mean, kind of maybe. Um, mm. sure. oh come on, so. yeah, come on. Right. I mean, if you think about it, you know, Lady Deadpool. Uh, there's been uh. The other one, Lady Bullseye, most recently. I mean, I think Lady Moon Knight was on our top 10 list. So, I mean, there seems to be a, a, a trend there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, uh, uh, shout out to King of Golden State. Happy birthday, brother. I do believe to, it is birthday. his uh, 40th birthday, birthday or something 44. today. So, uh, yeah. So, I nice. hope you get uh, 10 for 10, but it's too late. You missed out on Bob's big boy. But happy birthday, uh, brother. Enjoy yourself. And uh, we'll both sob in tears over the Oakland A's selling off our team. Get your crossfade <laughs> check, buddy. It's that time. Oh, word yeah. word bubble collectibles had the best comment so far. Uh, let's see, over three. Let me see. No, ab above that one. <laughs> I bought. <laughs> I thought you got head pull from Lady Deadpool. Ta -da! Where's my Where's my ring shot? My rim <laughs> shot. Want to need it? Touche, touche. All right, for uh, Deadpool, Mark with a mouse. Issue number issue number seven, the third print from two thousand and ten. Well, we always talk about third and uh, multiple printings in the in the late 2000s, early 2000s weren't uh, that plenty. So it's, you know, somewhat rare. I would imagine the, the print run of these. So, all right. Uh, next up is a book that I finally got on the board with. Here's a great one here. I love this one. Uh, number four this week, we're looking at uh, Fugitoid number one from Mirage Comics 1985. Fugitoid had a huge week, uh, had a huge sale this week of $1,100 for a graded 9.8. That's more than twice what has been selling for over the last couple of years. And it's 29% above our previously recorded high sale set in 2019. This one shot, Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird's creation features a surprise appearance by the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles who teleport right into the chase scene at the end of the story. The wraparound cover was the first color cover for mirage and the story continued in number five which also featured a wraparound color cover tmnt number five picked up right where fugitoid left off as he teleported the turtles away of what was going on with fugitoid encounters the soldiers dun 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 mayhem ensues and the rest is history man those early turtles books 
are a lot of fun. I love these old Mirage books. It's just so cool yeah. to see this kind of stuff on here. I, I bought this a couple of years ago on a nostalgia buy because I remember when it first came out in 1985, right? It was, you know, it was like, I'm trying to remember if it was like the first, like they said, the first color cover, if it was the first color book as well. Or I'm, I'm trying to think if it was also the first Mirage comic that came out. Uh, it, it pre, uh, if it predated Team N, Team NT number one, uh, or if t- it was Teenage Mutant Turtles come out already? Yet, already? Yeah, or, Team NT um, was the very first one from Mirage. I yeah. thought, or was it? Yeah, or no, because the the ad for Gobbledygook is in number one, so it was Gobbledygook, yeah. and then I think it was Future Toy. Yeah, but this is hard to get a nine point eight is because it's that odd Teenage Mutant Turtles size issues like one through four, like half magazine half comic book size but uh yeah but yeah this is for people who are fans of eastman and laird i mean this is you know this is something that you know they all go they all get when they when they get a chance to and i have a copy uh i should look it up and see i don't think it's a 9.8 but i should definitely get it graded everything everything nowadays seems to be crazy so uh let's see what we got for the next one maybe uh we've got a chance well speaking of crazy good lord have mercy it is 2022 um so Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man number one. This is the one in 50 feet on a Staples variant. And in July of 2020, we were shocked when copies for this variant hit over $1,000. And then $2,000 in 2021. And now, again, with this week's all-time high of $3,550 for a 9.8. Miles Mania is still very, very present. It doesn't hurt that recent Jaden Smith rumors are driving prices up even higher. So we'll have to watch out for Miles Morales. This is this is jump the shark for issue number Crazy. one of this Crazy. series, which is is oh you know not nearly not nearly thirty five hundred dollars for mm-hmm. one in fifty. But this also is a bit um, kind of I think an homage to um, the or the animated movie took a scene from this. Do you remember in the animated uh, film where he's jumping through in between cars? You know, I think oh, that right. the animated movie may have taken this part of this scene from it, but yeah, last year was a summer or Miles Morales and uh, yo, if he gets announced, I saw somebody in the live chat said Jaden Smith is going to be um, playing him. And from what I've been told, it's not Jaden Smith because Jaden Smith is in his mid twenties. Uh, Miles Morales, is, if he enters the MCU, should be like a freshman or or sophomore in high school. Hey, but Jaden was really young. He really does. Yeah, well, but what I was told it was a kid named Miles that's on Blackish is uh, is going to is up for the role. And he actually is part has is has Latino descent in him. He so he's he's half black, half Filipino, and half well, Mexican. He was promoting himself at the No Way Home. Yeah. So yeah. you know, you know, I don't know if Jane Smith would do it, but that kid Miles and playing the Miles Morales character, and you know, if he lobbies enough, and, it, and he's this perfect age for it, he's kind of small, but he'll probably go into it. But yeah. I think uh, I was I asked Mikey suddenly, and he says the the kid named Miles from Blackish is the front runner right now to play. Uh, Miles Morales. So uh, you never know. I mean, you know, Miles Brown. That's right. Miles Brown should be it. He looks like the, he looks the part. I mean, you know, he's he's half Hispanic, which you know, Miles Morales. Duh, look at his ass name. So you know, you know, I don't know if there would be you know kickback if they didn't hire an actor of of some type of uh, Latino descent uh, to play him. But the kids got out that box mark. So he's half Filipino, half Mexican. So there you go. He's all over the place, man. So uh, there you go. Miles Morales, Ultimate Spider Man number one, the Fiona Staples. One in fifty variant sold for three thousand five hundred and fifty dollars in a nine point eight. Thirty five hundred dollars in a nine point eight. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. And Man, there's still no it, announcement. Like just imagine what these are gonna look like. Oh, that, it, it's gonna happens. I think it's 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 like Moon Knight in 2015, 2016. People were just like, once the MCU started ramping up, people were like, you know what? It's gonna come, it's gonna come, it's gonna come, and then uh, you know. Nobody laughed at him because people just continued buying. And now look at uh, World by Night Thirty Two; it's crazy. But uh, yeah. all right, uh, we're halfway through the list, so uh, let's hear from our uh, sponsors, MySlabs.com, and a new promo video. The platform designed by collectors for collectors just got even better. MySlabs.com is proud to now feature dedicated sections for both raw cards and raw comic books. Browse over one hundred thousand slab collectibles authenticated by the industry's most trusted grading companies. Then check out a massive selection of sealed wax and now raw singles and raw lots. Join a passionate, no-nonsense community 
of nearly 50,000 members and enjoy some of the best buyer and seller protection in the business. And as always, MySlabs offers one of the most disruptive pricing models in the hobby with seller fees as low as only 1%. So the next time you're forced to pay 10%, 20%, or more to sell something from your collection, head over to MySlabs.com, the low-fee marketplace. Buy collectors for collectors. Man, that's an impressive ad. Yeah, it really I was like, is yeah. super, yeah. super great. I mean, that, yeah, that I was, was talking a- to the CEO of Mice Labs, and I was, and he, I was like, "Hey, you got a new graphic?" Because you know they don't talk about the raw ones. He goes, "Yeah, check this out." I was like, "Man, nice. That's really good." Jeez, it's a great, but, serv- but- it's a great platform. I use it often. I am so happy that they added raw comic books, and you can also do lots. So you can do yeah. full, full runs, and you can do stacks. It's, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. So, you know, if you don't like going live and doing whatnot and you just want to, you know, post it and post a picture and let it fly, then, you know, try my slabs because, you know, eBay is, I mean, I don't know how people can still sell on eBay because they're buying eBay. Because What's cool, it, it, too, is that it allows the the buyer to send you offers as long as you set open offers you can set exactly, your price yeah. and like a can... buy like a buy now or best offer yeah yep and then you just kind of haggle back and forth until you agree on a price uh shipping is f- super simple it's connected to uh some service shipping service it's it's really a great service yeah, so people out my slabs. Uh, when you sign up as a seller, uh, tell them where you heard from. Tell them Lords of Longbox sent you, and uh, you sign up for a seller. There is a, a vetting process. You know, you know they just want to make sure you're not scamming people. So that's always good to, to have buyer protection. Uh, any type of selling platform. All right, so for Miles Morales Ultimate Spider-Man issue number one, what do we got up next? I have a feeling this could be an offer. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Now, before we get to this one, shout out to everybody in the live chat. If you're enjoying the show tonight, make sure you're hitting that thumbs up. And man. Shout out to the writers over at Cover Price because you guys are killing it tonight. All right, next up, we've got Planet of the Apes, issue number one, originally published in 1974 from Marvel Comics. And this week, the first Marvel Comics adventure of these damn dirty apes sold for $1,320 in a CGC 9.8. Now, previous comic adaptations were published starting in 1968 in Japan, but this was the property's first foray under Marvel Magazine's masthead. The first issue of Marvel's Planet of the Apes was part of their bi-monthly magazine line, and like the forthcoming Star Wars comic series, tells stories set before, after, or between the films they were adapting. Now, Marvel's magazine format featured loads of extras in every issue, This one includes the first part of an official comic adaptation of the 1968 film, an interview with Rod Sterling, writer and host of The Twilight Zone, and an additional feature called How to Make a Man-Ape. Now, Planet of the Apes, or Les Planets des Chans, was a 1963 novel by French author Pierre Bollet. It's been adapted for multiple film franchises beginning in 1968. Some, including director Franklin J. Schaffner's attained cult classic status. Other other adaptations, like Tim Burton's, have not. Now, launching a total of nine movies and comic adaptations from Gold Key, Marvel, Dark Horse, and others have kept the franchise in the minds and hearts of fans. The enduring franchise and the fact that this issue is part of Marvel's sometimes forgotten oversized magazine line makes this issue desirable and substantiates its new record high sale price. What do you guys think of that one? I just love the Phantasmagoria. I mean, that yeah. is the word of the day, ladies and gentlemen, for sure. <laughs> I like Planet of the Apes to me when I was it was like the first sci-fi movie that had like a like a crazy cliffhanger ending. Besides Soylent Green, right, where you know they find out they were eating people or something like that. But uh, you know when he thought he was on a different planet, but it ended up being oh, spoiler alert. But he was you know <laughs> he had time traveled into the future and he saw the Statue of Liberty. Uh, you know, uh, you know, Charlton Heston. Get your hands off me, you damn dirty ape. But then there was like multiple uh, movie sequels that just didn't catch. Like there was like humans fighting them and then all this other craziness. I meant Beneath the Planet uh, of the Apes. Yes, Beneath the Conquest, Planet of the Apes. Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah. good Lord. Beyond Planet um, of the Apes. 
But uh, the most recent ones were pretty good, wasn't it? Um, the one by was it Matt Reeves did it? The um, yeah, the uh, ones with James to... Franco. Yeah, I those were excellent. I think I mean yeah. the the the, the last uh, he did a bang up War job. Of the just, Planet of the Apes and yeah, the the actual the CGI they finally got to, to get on the gorillas. And it, the first yeah. film with the Franco film was kind of sad, you know, because you know it showed. The basic, the you know how they tested on his little, his favorite monkey, and then you know, and he turned, he turned smart, and then it took over. It's kind of a, it's kind of sad, but uh, either way, still some great films. Finally, great um, or, um, the, uh, uh, the 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 um, uh, what's his name, the Mark Wahlberg version, not so much. Didn't wasn't Charlton Heston one of the, wasn't the line you damn dirty human? Like didn't he do that? <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. He's damn dirty was... ape, but he said in the original when they. No, I understand that, but they yeah. put it in there as a reverse. I don't know. It fell flat. Yeah. To me. It was funny because in the future, like humans became ape-like, and the the gorillas and the apes were the smart ones, right? Uh, and you think about uh, Roddy McDowell, and, uh, and then and then there was the gorilla apes, and it was just so weird. I mean, 1974. I mean, you think about you know. Our 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 um, menu of sci-fi films was not as pl- full as it was now. If you think about it, right? If anywhere you can go, there's great sci-fi and now medieval shit. So, Planet of the Apes issue number one from 1974 for thirteen hundred and twenty dollars for nine point eight. That seems like a steal to me, man. But um, all right, so this one is definitely a book where you don't judge by the cover. So before you put your number up, let them read why this is on here. All right, let's take a look at this one. This is Sandman number eight, the Berger Editorial from DC Vertical 1989. Back in one of our September 2019 market reports, we had this on our list as a book to hunt for. Back then, it hit a new raw high of $1,577. But this week's absolutely massive sale of 10,200 for a 9.8 puts this book in a whole new ballpark. As we noted back then, Karen Berger was a comic book editor for DC Comics and played a large role in creating DC's vertical line. DC planned to include a letter from her on the inside front cover. They changed their minds and instead used a forward from Jeanette Kahn. DC's editor-in-chief. When they did this, they forgot to include the copyright info. They then went back to the printer to print just a few copies to include the copyright for legal reasons and ended up sending the version with the original Berger intro. It's reported that around five to 600 copies were printed. These specific copies were then sent to multiple Neil Gaiman signings and therefore disappeared into collections. Many unknowing of what they have sitting in their collections. Now, why we love books like this and why you should too, is that they're tremendously fun books to treasure hunt. Raw copies of the standard cover generally sell for about $90 and are very prevalent at comic book shops conventions. Uh, Always ask to look for the, I always ask to look inside to check that inside cover for Karen Berger's name. As much as we talk about it here, these books almost always continue to fly under the radar. There are enough copies out there in the wild that your chances of coming across one are higher than most error or recall books. So there you go. If you see it, Bust it open. Um, I mean, I, I'm I'm trying to. I mean, if somebody, if CGG even has it on the label, if they were, were even know about it, I mean, probably by now. But let's say maybe 10, 15 years ago, if they knew about it. But for ten grand for what print run of what five hundred six hundred? Wow, yeah. is that what it was? That's, That's it. Yeah. Five or six hundred. Five or six hundred, and it's the first appearance of death, I do believe, um, in Correct. the Sandman. And these Sandman books, I think, are slept on. Once that series comes on, I mean, Neil Neil Gaiman is one of my favorite authors. Period, uh, be it novels or comic books. So uh, the Sandman cast looks incredible. So I can't wait to see uh, the its stream on. I think it's on Netflix. It's another one of those weird things where DC had a deal in where it's going to be on Netflix and not on. Um, HBO Max for some reason, uh, which is odd to me. All right, but Sandman, number eight, the Berger editorial from 1989. 
10 grand. That is a five-figure book, boys and girls. Holy cow, in a 9.8. All right. Uh, next up is a very interesting book as well, which I didn't even know how people even got a hold of these. Yeah, this is Star Wars Halcyon Legacy number one. This is the press preview edition from Marvel. And it's no secret that Star Wars books are hot. For those non-avid Star Wars readers, the first appearance of D309, Ryola Keevan, and Shore Corman may not mean much. And right now, that's true. But these Star Wars books are sneaky and are quickly sneaking their way into Disney Plus content. But most importantly, it promotes Disney's new Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser luxury hotel and ties it to canon uh, storylines through this comic series. To promote this series, Marvel invited several members of the press to stay at the hotel and provide them with a special preview edition copy of this issue with some extra promo cards about the hotel. The first copy to hit eBay and sold for $610 raw. This oh. will keep going up. <laughs> Bear in mind. Uh, keep in mind that it cost two people $5,000 for two nights to stay at this hotel. So the fact that the price is, or the press got to stay at the hotel for free and also received a rare exclusive comics <laughs> makes me, I don't know about you, super jealous. Yeah, I mean, I mean, and I would say the majority of the press didn't give a shit about comic books, right? right? No way. I mean, mm -hmm. the, uh, the, 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 it boggles my mind the scarcity of this is, that it was handed out. It's like, uh, you know, maybe the the Batman IMAX variants that they were handing out it is is somewhat close to this. I mean, it just goes. I mean, you know, Dark Side Dead and I talk about it all the time when we did our Warner Brothers Studio tour. We had the uh, Wonder Woman Warner Brothers variant. Uh, yeah. You know, if, if that would have if that would have came on now, it'd be worth more money. Uh, but it was a it was a it was a comic book only you could buy at Warner Brothers uh, get at Warner Brothers Studio. I still and have two of them, I think. And they were beat to shit. They beat were no bags shit. and boards or anything. So me and me and Dark Side Jedi were, were walking we had the through Warner Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like, uh, man, because then we got, and then we got to see that horror film. What was that yeah, horror film? Uh, um, the Conjuring. Yeah, The Conjuring. And we're like, you know, and we're like, man, night. how are we gonna, how are we gonna keep our comics from getting destroyed here? This, that, you know. So at one point, I think I had four of them, and then I think I gave away a couple. But um, yeah, so we shall see. But that's interesting that this came out. Uh, I might and, send mine in just to see what they come back like as far I'm no I mean not grade wise but I want to see what they put on the label. Yeah. If it was a Batman book it probably would have got more love but you know it's a Wonder Woman book so what are you going to do? Uh, all right so Star Wars Halicon Legacy number 1 the press preview edition given to people who stayed at the luxury cruise for hotels free. for free $610 for a raw dog. Uh speaking of Batman look what has turned back up on the list. For a shocking price. Oh, man. Here we go again. Ooh, I have this. Superman Batman Annual Number 4, The Art Germ Second Print, originally published in 2010. Now, Batman Beyond's first in-continuity appearances, well, it's complicated. There's plenty of debate over his first appearance in the DCU. First off, we have one million 80 page giant in 1999 where we briefly see terry batman beyond speaking on one panel then a few years ago many were calling out batman superman 22 and 23 in 2005 as his true first appearance despite being called tim by batman within the story instead of terry now this was also reported to be an error by Jeb Loeb, who intended it to be Terry, despite an action figure also calling him Tim. Hmm. Next up, we have Batman issue number 700, which he briefly appears on one page. And then, a month later, with this Superman Batman annual, which is actually only a DC Beyond story and doesn't feature any crossover with DC continuity. It's all headache-inducing. Regardless, the market just set its opinion on this book with an unbelievable $3,074.81 for a CGC 9.8. And yes, the sale went through and was paid for because we checked. However, we say unbelievable 
because of its incredibly high value. For example, the last 9.8 sold in July of 2021 for only $405. Questioning the sale makes sense. Though some reasons for selling over 3K are, you ready for this? Number one, it's a dark red cover which shows all flaws and make it makes it difficult to find. Number two, this second print is quite rare and only has 14 9.8s on the census compared to 123 first print 9.8 universals. And number three, there are no other 9.8s on eBay right now. Did someone overpay for this copy? Maybe. We'll have to see when the next 9.8 sale hits. And if it was just a fluke, well, however, I think we need to keep an eye on this book. Yeah, I mean, just just the oddity of an annual going to a second print, right? I mean, how many annuals do you know of right off? You know, there probably is, but there's not many that, you know, normal print, rent, you know, print comics annuals are, you know, get second, third print runs if it's a, you know, brand hot new character. But rarely do you actually see an annual get like, you know, a second print. And then Art Germ, too, at the time, 2010 was hot at the time. Um, you know, mostly known for drawing uh, women. Uh, but this one, I think he did, he knocked it out of the park. I'm not a big fan of the way Art Germ draws men a lot of times. It's like, you know, um, you know, uh, um, not a J. Scott Campbell can't draw men either. Uh, but, Three thousand, um, but uh, I'm glad that you know, you know, Matt actually verified, found, you know, the seller to ask, you know, was, or find out from the buyer, seller, whomever it was, is an actual sale because that is a huge bump unless it's somebody who knows something. Because I remember what was maybe last year there was a, all the Batman Beyond news I, right around DC Fandom. I want to think they were expecting um, a Batman a future what was it uh, Batman Beyond series or the that was going to be announced, but it never did. I, I remember there was a lot of spec around Batman Beyond at that time, and that's where this argument between the first appearance come from. And it, and the argument of the first appearance is mostly from our community. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's 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 from it's from YouTubers and Instagrammers that are going back and forth what the first printing a first print is like Marvel preview eighty five uh, the ninety five whatever the Mar the Miles Morales ones. It's just whatever. You do, and at one point we were questioning that Marvel previews because it was the same guy buying up all these books for like you know six, seven, eight, ten grand or some ridiculous amount. Just correct me in the live chat if I'm wrong. I think it was Marvel previews ninety five. Is that it? Uh, yeah, the first appearance of Miles Morales. I meant you know, so you know, you know, we'll see, man. But it's always a debate, and it's always a debate in our own community that mucks it all up. So there you go. So Superman, Batman annual number four, the art germ second print. Variant sold for a cool three thousand dollars in a nine point eight. Still a gorgeous cover. I like the way they he drew uh, Batman Beyond in that one. All right, so I think uh, most of you guys have this one, but I th I'm going to close this out with an offer. I think. Yep, here we go. Uh, Twilight Zone number eighty four from Western Comics, nineteen seventy eight. This issue of Twilight Zone features the first written and illustrated work in comics. By Frank Miller. It's not super well known despite Miller's legacy stamp on comic books. For years, cheap copies would sell for close to nothing, thanks to unaware sellers. It would often sell for around five bucks and then a hundred dollars the next. Collectors are starting to wake up to this book's importance. Seen by this week's new high raw sale of $260 for a 7.5 raw copy. It's a great book to look for in the wild as it will most likely be overlooked by your comic shops as well. That's wow. a cool book. That's fantastic. I had, I had no idea. This, I had no idea Frank Miller was writing Twilight Zone. Um, you know, and Frank Miller's health is not as good as it uh, right now as you know he's kind of dealing with some health issues so unfortunately when you know our favorite creators pass away the prices go up on anything they're doing if you just look at the you know and and props to uh, marvel and dc for getting together for the george perez uh jla avengers book you know uh, uh reprinting that so that you know customers can get their hands on it hopefully some of the uh, hopefully he's getting the proceeds of it so for his family um, so it's cause you know, he has like, you know, six months to live or something like that, but don't go away, boys and girls. Twilight zone issue number four from 1978 makes the list. Let's go see what's shaking today, boys and girls, as I share my screen and it just, in a super slick way of just, um, 
just yeah it's seamless. seamless it's a seamless it's, it's, transition it's a seamless, seamless transition, transition really segue. Yeah, it is. segue yeah there you go yeah there you go boom. Almost, there we go. Almost, almost, man. So, uh, so with a full blown membership, uh, cover price, you get to see the top ten. You can view that. You see that all the movers. There's like uh, fifty movers, and there's also fifty shakers. And we're gonna look at see what's shaking today, boys and girls. I can already tell you, I have at least two of these. Yep. I this is a one grail that I'm missing. This is the only grail that I want that I don't have. Uh, is nice Journey into Mystery eighty three. Uh, one point five six for sold for six thousand two hundred. Uh, Wolverine. Wow, nine thousand three hundred and fifty one dollars and eight point five. Mine. I think mine's a seven point five. Uh, as we talked about it, here's that Miles Morales. Let's look at this one. This is, is fun. That Adventure the first Comics. appearance of Starman. No, probably not. No, that's just that's a Starman easy. cover. Yeah. Adventure Comics number 64 <laughs> from DC from 1941. A 9.0 for $3,500? Wow, that seems like a steal to me. Yeah, that's, that's, <clears throat> just, that's a... just the grade alone from that old of a book. Yeah, from 1941, if you can get a 9.0 in anything, man, I, ah. that, to me, that's a steal. So there you go. The Fighting Yank. <laughs> Love it. Oh. It's right where my eyes went. <laughs> Love it. Punch the him right Fighting in the Fighting Yank from <laughs> Pines. Comics, wherever there. I like his uh, Cracker Otat. That thing's awesome. Eighteen hundred dollars for a raw comic. Look at that. He almost has this uh, kind of uh, phantom look at him from the head up. But then he's got this weird, like, uh, colonial phantom hat Patriot. and a cape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with a colonial hat, I don't even know what they're called. Somebody in the live chat. What do they call those? What's hats? that X Men book? Uh, this is Star Jammers. Yep. First parents of Star oh, Jammers. I have this. Uh, I, should, oh, I should add it actually. Uh, mine is not graded. Blow up the cover, would you? Oh, sure. Oh, I'm sorry. I just was interested. Boom. That's cool. So, this first appearance of Star Jammers, a team of Scott Summers' father. So, even says the beginning, the incredible saga of the Star Jammers. Will there be an end to the X Men? Um, yeah, I like when so. they used to put who the first appearance was on the cover. That was always. Right? It's a collector's item issue, they would tell yeah. you. So, there's a, what's cool about this is there's two variants of this there's a 35 cent variant and a mark jewelers uh jewelers open your uh, insert books. on this you don't even have to open it look at the very top and you'll you'll see it there'll be like oh. a blue there'll be a stripe in the middle of the comic um you know that's the way there uh, could be a stamp you, on a little star too yeah uh it's a good way if like just digging through like a long box just look through the very top and you can typically tell if there's a mark jewelers insert on it just by there's a you'll see like a line going through it uh here's a we always love that's a goofy, cool two-faced cover man goofy batman books from the 50s <laughs> that, that's, that that's yellow cool. is popping yeah uh batman number 50 anniversary issue batman we love anniversary battle. issues on here 1755 for 5.0. What was that? Let's see what highs. Wow. Highs no value. 60 grand and 9.6. Once again, 1948 and they got a 9.6. All right. Who owns the time machine? Damn it. Jesus Christ. That's incredible. Um, Wow, this this is the the regular cover, but this is the uh, first appearance of Spider Gwen. Two grand and nine point eight. I remember, man, this book was so screaming hot. But you know, at two grand, it's I think it's settled in its price to see what the highest known value is. So, yeah, two thousand and forty. Look at all the variants. I, I remember these two variants. I I think I have both of these. I sold my Greg Land variant. That's my my biggest regret is I had a, the Greg Land variant and a nine point eight. Um, I think the Greg Land variant is there is a, yeah there's a Mexican variant for it as well. Let me take a, take a look at that and see how much that one worth the the Mexican variant raw seventy, not bad three hundred ninety is the highest known value in the Mexican raw variant. So you're starting to see foreign cop comics be more um, are jumping into the forefront now. Hold uh, on, go back up, go back up. That's the first appearance of the Fantastic Four car, man. The Fantastic car. <laughs> first appearance of them in costume too. And Johnny has uh, two right hands. Yeah. It's, what? It's, it's, yeah, it's Jack Kirby that. messed up on the art. It's, oh, yeah, yeah, look at that. He does His other hand has a weird opposing thumb. Holy okay. Shit. First one in the live chat uh, uh, gets a Marvel No Prize. Tell me what the um, uh, Fantastic Four costumes are made out of, um, just so you know, because they had to explain a way how they didn't. Uh, if, Burn up yeah. or why or they burn up or they could stretch or they could yeah. turn invisible and so Reed Richards invented something for their costumes and what yeah. is it called? First one to mention it in there will get a Marvel no prize. So um, it's, it's also the name ins- of my high school band. 
Marvel oh, no price. That's that. awesome, no, dude. No, the answer no, to the answer question. The, the answer to the oh, question. well, that's a great name for a band too. I was gonna say Marvel no price. That's a fucking awesome name for a band. Uh, let's see. Uh, nope, nope. Semen, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you people. <laughs> oh man. Negative zone particles. Nope, nope. Silicone. Nope, not close. I'm pretty sure somebody will Google it. But right, um, some other looking. Let's go back and look at these cool books. Sure. Oh, Doctor Strange. Oh, getting some uh, some Clea love right here, man. Mm. Uh, first appearance of Dormammu and Clea. I'm pretty sure it's getting a bump because of Strange Number One that just recently came out. Um, you know that's been burning up the the dope cover from J. Scott Campbell. Some other ones. Clea has been the new Sorceress Supreme. Uh, 7.5, 12.0. I yep, I have two of them. One is a 4.5 and one is a 6.5. So uh, uh, yeah, I've been specking on Clea and Dormammu for a long time now. Um, so there you go, man. Get those while you can. Um, look at this. There you go, Gabe. Here's some, some oh, yeah, shiny. Look at the Gabbit. Yeah, Gabe loves 90 comics. Shiny, this is a shiny. 90s gold shiny comic. Look, even the damn picture has. Oh, uh, man. It's got spine dicks. That thing's an 8.5, yeah. man. That thing's rough. Yeah, 9.8 so for 9.66. Um, unstable particles. Yes, you want mon- molecules. Yes, uh, Joey, you are the winner of a Marvel No Prize. Uh, checks in the mail. Yeah, uh, the the Reed Richards invented, uh, well, they, he. T- created unstable molecules so that explains how a lot of costume superheroes can do what they do without their costumes like burning up or you know me you know if you think about the early spider-man comics his costumes are always getting torn apart right and then you know because he was like hand stitching them from home you know sewing from home but um this is when i always talk about these books are either really high grade or not because you cannot press these out um, because of the, the the way the covers are, uh, nine point nine sixty nine point eight highest eleven hundred for uh, a nine point eight. Look at that, almost uh, on four twenty day. There we go. So you know what somebody smoked yeah. when they bought it. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, this is not any. Was there any variance in it? No. Just a newsstand. Yeah, but you know that is the variant, the gold one. In nineteen ninety three, we loved shiny things, boys and girls. That's all I got to tell you. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, but in nineteen forty five, you had some goofy Batman comics. Go all the way to the right. Yeah, look at that thing. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh, Oh. back the sixth war alone. Oh, look at that! It's talking about the sixth war alone. Whatever that is, like war bonds or something. Anyway, Detective Comics issue number ninety six, nine fifty one, nine hundred fifty dollars for four point five highest known value, nineteen hundred and a seven point five for nineteen a comic in nineteen forty five. Because really, when War Two is over, it's like all right, well, we got to go back to just fighting villains on trains, I guess. So, um, <laughs> so you know, but these what are hard to find t- too because all those books got donated. You know, they're yeah. all those paper drives and things like that. So exactly, yeah, for uh, for the war effort. Hey, I think I have this. I do have this. This is Ultimate Fallout uh, number four, La Mole Con foil variant. La Mole is a Mexican comic con. Um, reprints first prints Miles Morales, 8.50 and a 9.8. Boom. Do I have this one? I, I, have, I have. There's another La Mole Con uh, variant I have as well. Oh, I, that's what I have. It's the um, first prints of Null. Um, you know how it is, and it's the same kind of uh, shiny cover. Uh, uh, and I got the, the, the Molicon in a 9.8. Um, you know what? Let me see if I can see it. What is it? Uh, what's the first appearance of Null? What was it? Uh, Venom, Venom, Venom number three? three. Yeah, Venom 3. And it's the scan variant, I think, is is the one that is the Molicon. So as you saw, let me see your Venom 3. That it's one. probably this it's one variant with the 12 variants. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Only 12? Come on. There it is. This Step is the one up. I have. Only limited to 1,000, boys and girls. And it's that kind of shiny. That's why the picture shows up like that. But it, you can tell it has La Mole in the, in the lower box corner war. So limited to 1,000. Issue number 3. Venom number 3. First appearance of Null. So uh, look at that. No sales data at all. Because I'm just holding on to the two that I bought off eBay. He's coming. Because <laughs> I was like, you know, man, I, sh- I shouldn't have sold my Null. And I saw that. Hey, there's a La Mole con. Hey, we cool. always talk about in the, uh, those uh, weird Nintendo Oof. video game comics on here. Look at the price of this thing. Nintendo Comic System Sneak Preview. Sneak Preview of upcoming Valiant Nintendo oh Nintendo Comics. First appearance of Link from Legend of Zelda. $811 for a raw Jeez. comic. Highest known value, 9.8 grand. Dear. 
Put that in your brain oh and just take a wow. mental image of it just in case your LCS accidentally has it sitting in their long boxes and not priced correctly, you know, um, and don't tell them. <laughs> just buy it. Yeah, and try not to sweat when uh, going up to the Yeah, I know. You ever, you, you ever do that? Like you ever do that? <laughs> I've done that at a con or somewhere. Like, man, look at this. this Is that price Mr. Mitzelplick? Superman, yeah. Or is that just a genie? Oh, it is. That Mitzel Spate look? Mitzel Mitzelplick. And and his wonderful lamp. That is a novel. $800 for a raw comic if you want Mr. Mitzelplick. That's not even his first appearance. Yeah, Mr. Mitzelplick. Do you have to trick him to say his name backwards? Yeah, and apparently Superman couldn't beat him, which made no sense at all. Uh, Madam Web obviously has been in the news. Hey, this is kind of cool. Superman is not good against magic. How do you beat him? Yeah. Jackpot Comics, Alabrini Stories, Steel Sterling, Black Hood, Mr. Justice, and Sergeant Boyle. $759 for a raw comic. Look at that. That is a dope-ass cover. Look at that team. Who did this? It was an People Archie comic. Big wow. money for these raw books. Man, Whoa. Man. Archie, Archie comic from uh, 1941. $1,200 for a 4.5. You just don't see these go up for sale. Hey, who, but, uh, looks... Where do you you think that's an eBay sale? You think it's a heritage sale? What do you who who's hunting that book for that kind of money? Well, you can kind of tell things that are eBay sales, like when they're like these, when there's sense behind it and shit like that. 20. Typically, heritage auctions, you don't see people going like, "I bid three thousand dollars, fifty nine, you know, fifty nine dollars and twenty two cents." You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, um, hey, Transformers. We're just kind of not talking about Transformers. Uh, the Dreamwave series of Transformers, right? Look at this. That is Transformers. Joe Mad cover. <laughs> Is that Joe Mad? It looks like Joe Mad. That's crazy if it is, because that's the, early, early Joe Mad from. This is 1984. Was he I, Joe Mad? Was God? He must have been really young back. Oh, why, then that's totally not Joe Mad. And that looks yeah, because like Joe, Joe Mad, Mad started in the 90s. So right. uh, yeah, but why is this so expensive? Somebody uh, JLS Comics, you're in the live chat yeah, and you do a lot of Transformers videos. What is this? The first appearance of the hordes of Unicron or something? Why is it a newsstand selling for seven hundred fifty bucks? JLS Comics, come on! I know you know your Transformers lore. Somebody in the live chat, um, break it down to me. But that jumps yeah. out at me. That's, that's awesome. That's crazy. That's crazy. Huh. Look at that Wonder Woman. Two Wonder Woman books on the list, and you said no one likes Wonder Woman. Oh my God! Now that is a goofy ass cover. <laughs> Look at that crazy. But bro, uh, so in 1948, you can get for 27 cents. You got a 52 page magazine. 10 cents. That's no issue number 27. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. 10 cents, and you got 52 pages. 52 pages. 600 dollars for 7.5. 16 grand. Nine, eight for a 9.8. Yeah, but it came book? out in 1948. Yeah. 1948 book in a 9.8. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty amazing. I wonder when we're ever going to see a Wonder Woman three movie. Uh, speaking of powerful women, boom! One of my favorite issues ever, man. First appearance of Phoenix, X Men one hundred one. I have a nine point six. Um, first appearance of Phoenix. I have my nine point six signed by Chris Caremont too. A five point seven, uh, eight point zero sold for seven five hundred seventy dollars. A nine point eight sold for thirteen grand. Wow. Ooh. At one point, I had two of them, so, but I'm, I'm still keeping one because I have to keep my 94 through 142 intact. There's a lot of gems um, in those X-Men books. They're oh, yeah. Getting hard just wait, just wait till Feige gets a hold of the X-Men. Oh it's it's going to go crazy. Astonishing. Astonishing Tales of Science Fiction from Marvel. This is 1951 before they did any. Look at that. Looks like Quasar. Does yep, like that it. is. It's Marvel Boy. Look at that. Holy cow. This is like golden age marvel boy like way before he became like uh uh quasar same costume and everything so that's pretty yeah i had no idea he was in now i gotta go find out what his true first appearance of of this marvel boy is uh yeah that's pretty dope um think avengers ah we always talk about this Gabe and I have an unhealthy uh, love for Stephen uh, Platt. Stephen Platt, look at that fucking cover, dude. Ah, Platt, that's, just so that's the badass. Most metal cover, I think it is, is dude. So all the, all the ones from his run are great. Yep. I love Fifty Six is my favorite with the big moon in the back. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the homage to Spider Man, uh, Todd McFarlane. Um, you're talking about the one with the circle, right? Yeah, Fifty Seven is the Fifty uh, Seven is the uh, Todd McFarlane yeah. one, I think. Yeah, and even and even says uh, Platt after McFarlane. Mm-hmm. Um, here, here it was a fifty-seven. Here we go. Boom! You just simply go like this, boys and girls. 
Yeah, so this that, is the that one that's pop- is awesome. And 57 yeah, so, is the Todd McFarlane cover. So right down in the lower parent corner, you see it, it says Platt after Todd. And this is an homage to us, I think, either ASM 300 or 301. I, I say 301 because it has, you know, the thing in, in the back. But it's, uh, and this has been homage to where, you know, somebody's throwing another character with the, the moon in the background. But all this 124 for Raw comic? Really? Yeah, these, these, these uh, Moon Knight splat books have been blowing up. I have the entire run. I have multiples too. It's time for me to sell a set on my slabs, yo. Yeah. Uh, Let's yeah, do anytime, it. Anytime, anytime I see it, I see a plat, I see a plat book uh, on Moon Knight. I buy them. Oh, one hundred percent. The art is just incredible. It's like it's nineties on steroids. Art is go what it that. is. It's the that, last um, issues of that run too, and they're hard to that find. New Avengers Seven. Uh, Avengers that's Seven I, first print. Yeah, I don't have the, the one that Illuminati oh, that's the one cover. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one I have actually. So this is the first prints of Illuminati, nine point eight and three seventy five. Uh, the the regular cover has been on our top ten, uh, highest known five four seventy five. But yeah, this is the one I have. This is I, this is the one where I say this is actually less. I I like this less than the you know I like the regular cover than the variant. But this is a Neil Adams, uh, limited edition Starling Stories. So it's kind of like a throwback to like a uh, you know um, golden age comics. You know Starling Stories featuring the Century. Uh, but it does feature the first appearance of Illuminati, so look out for it. All those books, the anything. Ah, I was just talking about this on. Was it on our show or was it on? Yeah, no, you were just talking about that thing. I was talking about this specific issue. I made King of Gold to say buy this in a nine point six. You're welcome, James. Happy birthday. You're welcome. <laughs> um, highest on value, $9.8, $450. Uh, I think he paid less than that. It was at Heroes uh, in and. Um, in uh campbell california i was up there working i met king of the golden state we went digging in the mom boxes at heroes and i told him dude i love this is my this is my of all the wonder woman bondage covers this one is my favorite it, it's super super suggestive i mean just, up with her own lasso <laughs> and it's a bomb shaped like well leave it to your own imagination yeah, it's pretty phallic yeah it is pretty phallic right i mean it's the amount of times wonder woman is tied up in issues is kind of crazy i mean there's a whole reason there's a whole sub genre of uh well, a bondage cover collectors you know well, the, um, the the writer uh marston uh, marston he was yeah he was in the bondage and all that stuff he was yeah. a freak Phenomenal remember that movie, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah uh marston and the real um and the wonder woman right a great movie yeah right what's up with this defenders the defenders book? cover is sick man. that looks dope Ah, this is a twenty-five cent uh, variant. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Just get going. Either way, I go the wrong direction. Went the wrong direction. That's a great Hulk cover. I'm telling you, all these, this other, the, the entire Defenders Bronze Age run is just bonkers. Right into the Copper Age, and there's always like it was like every few sick, issues man. the team would change. Right, um, <laughs> Nebulon, three hundred fifty dollars for a nine point eight. That is gnarly, but you know there are some kooky kooky teams in there when you think about uh all the defenders and you know um i got an email notification that my disney plus has now got you know uh updated parental controls so uh, <laughs> i i and sure enough all the netflix shows were there even here even iron fist uh so uh i saw a little iron fist today on my computer because uh, disney plus you can watch on your your laptop while i was at work i have this one i saw slabbed as well uh, Namo revealed as a mutant first in Marvel Comics. Uh, 334 Raw Dog. 9.6 so for 4,751. 4, I forgot what I have. My, let me see what my grade is. Let's see if it shows here. Oh, damn. Yeah, I have a ton of them. I have a CGC 5.0. Um, if you want to know how many X-Men comics that I have inputted in here, I just want to show you that. But these are all the X-Men comics that I have that I haven't updated but um, as you can tell, I'm almost completed most of it, um, all the way up to like 145, and then 150. And after that, it kind of dies off. But this, the important runs like, to me are like 94, all the way up to like 142. That's when Claremont. Have all those you in know. your mint. Wow. Yeah. Um, for the most part, I this is when I was um, I was a snob at grading. Uh, so I was only getting raw. I was only getting like high grade comics. And believe it or not. Uh, I'll stop sharing now since um, you should CGC all those and get like a, well, I was going to do a, I wanted to get them all graded at one point, 94 to 142 as a, you know, my Claremont, you know, X-Men excellence set, you know, cause if you think about 142, it was right at the, uh, was the days of future past. That was like the last run. And then 143 kind of just teetered on, but I want to get like, you know, eventually my entire X-Men run, uh, slab, um, 
I don't have X-Men number one. That's the only one I don't have. Uh, uh, I have X-Men two and I have a couple of other ones, but I'm missing number one. I think I missed, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm the boat has sailed, but <laughs> I mean that one. Cause yeah. once they, out. yeah, once Marvel said that they have Fox characters, I think that, um, I'm done. Yeah, that's impossible. Same with the Fantastic Four. That was another book I wanted to get. And now Daredevil is in that same stratosphere. So, all right, boys and girls. Well, we have kept you captive for long enough. Uh, We will uh, bid you adieu. Now, since uh, JD was speaking French earlier, uh, Gabe, any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up. Uh, You guys can follow me all over the internet, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Gabe Loves 90s Comics. Speaking of love, Ryan C. Love, say what's say goodbye to the good folks. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for joining us tonight. It was a fun, fun list. Um, I think I might actually had have had one of those books, the Batman one. I gotta go look. Hopefully, it's I think a nine I eight. I doubt it, but I know I definitely have the the original cover. But maybe open it up at St. Patty's Day. You have a wee bit of the luck of the Irish. Ah, yeah, luck. there you go. Uh, JB, any last words? Yeah, and you no, actually, no last words. Thanks for coming today. I appreciate you. That's it. Yeah. Thank you guys all for being here. Uh, I will be back on Tuesday um, because I won't be available Sunday. I'm going to be in Vegas uh, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah, I'll try to hit you up, Gabe, but I'm, yeah. it's uh, I got to be there for a wedding, so it's gonna be uh, tough gross. slaying. But if if you can make it to the Mirage, I'll be there at the blackjack tables when I'm not doing uh, my wedding stuff that I have to do. And no, I'm not getting married. Somebody else is getting married, so the old lady's holding it down while I just go out there for a few days, and then uh, I don't know, maybe I have time to hit up a comic shop. But you know, normally when I'm in Vegas, it's like, and then WonderCon is so close to mine. I'm like, damn, man. This can make or break my trip to WonderCon. <laughs> like, if I, like if I win, I'm like, I'm going to WonderCon. If I lose, I'm like, man, I can't afford to buy anything at WonderCon now. But uh, I will see you guys next Tuesday for sure for the cover price top 10 for Gabe, Darkside Jedi, and JB. This is TiVo saying, keep digging in them long boxes and peace out, boys and girls. We will catch you later.